You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome back everybody to episode 48 of Late Arrivals. We are, uh, we've reached the year mark, gentlemen, but before we talk about that, we, uh, Got some some news to cover. Not really anything important. I mean, unless you're a Flames fan because your team's falling apart. But yeah, before we get into any of that, um, I thought of this question because it's been a while since we've had an opener. Um, but I was pondering this the other day when I went back to my parents' house. And I will preface the story as you guys think. But have you ever inadvertently gotten someone in trouble by doing something you didn't think would get them in trouble? Probably. I have a very like specific thing I was thinking about this weekend. I was at my house getting some of my jerseys out of uh, out of my closets. I want to have some stuff for, for the next duck season. So I got my Zegers jersey, got my reverse retro. So I was like, oh, I can send my reverse retro off from work. Work can, you know, customize it, do all that. I was looking through my closet and I had some like my old Lego stuff was sitting in there. And like my mom came in my room and she was talking about like, you know, she was like, Oh, I remember when you used to play with stuff like that. And it got me thinking like back in the day, like I would spend literally like my entire summers as a kid, just hunched over on the floor playing with Legos. Like I had Mm -hmm. like these giant bins of stuff just filled with loose lego bricks and i would sit from the time i woke up till the time i went to bed just hunched over building shit (laughs) and so i was thinking about it and i was like oh you know like back in the day like my shit was bionicles like i own i owned more bionicles than i did actual like lego pieces so i would just sit and build all day and it was this big thing where like you know pretty much kids all over the the world teenagers whatever would like post pictures of like the stuff that they were building and do like slideshows on youtube like the very primitive days of youtube where like you had like three songs that you could add to your video if you wanted to and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. get copyright strikes on them yeah so i was like thinking about that and stuff and i remember there was one time i was probably like 11 or 12 Cause it was right around the time that uh, death magnetic came out from Metallica and this guy I used to watch had built this new thing and posted like a video. And his whole thing was when he'd build new stuff, he'd make a video about all like the very new ones he created just to like show them off and stuff. And I remember he named one of them cyanide and there was a song on that album called cyanide. And he was like, oh, I'm looking to do like a video of just like these ones singularly like by themselves. Like, what song should I use? And I said, oh, use the new Metallica song in the comments. And he did. And then his account disappeared for a week. Oh, (laughs) and I had gotten him the copyright strike because it was right around the time. That YouTube was really cracking down. Like, you know, this is years after all of the Napster stuff. And of course, the one band I pick is Metallica that was at the forefront of all of that. <laughs> but I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you know, I was a dumb little 12 year old kid that was like, hell yeah, man, do that. That'd be so cool. Oh, and wow. 
I mean, his account came back. He's like, yeah, I had to appeal and delete the video. And I was just like, yeah, I didn't know any better. But looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, I got that guy's channel almost taken down. It's like those uh, like those text messages that you could send to people before that would shut their phone off yeah. like immediately. <laughs> That's too bad. But I was telling my parents about that. And they were just like... <laughs> So that's a weird thing to come clean about 26, but hey, I was like, oh, I'm not like feeling guilty about it. It's like, but looking at it, I'm like, oh shit, I almost got that guy in trouble. My God. There's also, sure, there's also worse things to come clean about, you know, 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> you know, if it's accidentally getting someone a YouTube strike, then I feel like I think you're looking, you're looking good if that's, if that's what you're, <laughs> I think we're or, okay. you know, like, coming clean that you bolted a submarine from the outside but yeah <laughs> i don't know who would do I that, shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> forgot sure the batteries. Do that i don't think that there's no way that's a real thing anyway what definitely no one would don't no one would ever get in one obviously oh yeah definitely yeah that wouldn't definitely happen not. or controller with the playstation controller no <laughs> i don't see that happening anytime soon but yeah i i feel like mine's a very niche example but if you guys have any that you can think of that are funny you know absolutely not felt i would throw it out there (laughs) i honestly can't yeah i got nothing (laughs) also everyone say hi to patrick (laughs) yeah we got patrick on tonight new era ducks on twitter hey fellas thanks for having me on happy to come on and talk some uh some draft and ducks hockey so let's get into it Yeah. yeah let's go well, before we get into the draft-heavy section for the Ducks, uh, we did get a jersey sponsor announcement. Hey. Uh, is that West <laughs> West Side Property Management? I should have something like down. that. West something. And you know, it it definitely sat great with everybody, and nobody commented on it. Everything was fine. <laughs> there were no problems to be had. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we like jersey ads? No, nobody does. But I mean, it, it, it was could inevitable. Be worse. Yeah, was, it was. You knew it was happen. coming. Was it coming anyway? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, and it I could mean, be worse. Fine. I mean, it's fine. They, they could have made it like purple or like yellow or green, but you know, oh, I mean, God, it's, or, it's gray. I honestly, it's like, yeah. It's not very like, I don't know. It just looks like a patch. It doesn't look like anything. Yeah too outlandish you know kind of like the pacific premier bank on the side of the helmets is just white that you don't really notice it mm-hmm. um yeah i, I mean, was worried it was gonna be very blue yeah or something like that like just something mm-hmm. that sticks out i mean i think they picked one that you know just kind of fit pretty well so i'm not i'm not complaining yeah. like you said we knew yeah. this was coming eventually so i mean it's kind of whatever the captain's uniforms yeah. are gonna look a little jumbled because they also announced a 30th anniversary patch on same video i think too right well, they didn't announce it, but they showed it was, what it's going to look like. Yeah, they showed mm-hmm. it on the uniforms and everything. I mean, Chris had the genius idea. Of we should just go tram stamp with it. And just put the C and the, if yeah. they name a captain, but like put the A's just on the lower back. It's yeah. like right above the fight strap. I'm down for pretty, it. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty hot. Apparently, it they're not going to be on the away uniforms. No, just home and third. The alternate. Or alternate. Yeah. yeah. I do it like make... the. <clears throat> Go ahead, Patrick. Oh, it does make the jersey look very busy with the patches on each chest. 
Yeah. Because you got the stripe across and then you have the the collar. Yeah, mm -hmm. like so look. Yeah, the the captain and alternate captain jerseys are gonna are gonna look a little rough, but I mean hey, it's only for one year, I guess. They should do they should do what they do in soccer and just put the captain band on the arm. <laughs> or put it like or like on the shoulders or something. Yeah. Or yeah, like maybe a small one like right above the right above the the shoulder number or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. At least the ducks don't have a captain. Yeah, there we go. That's something we still don't have yet. I do feel like <laughs> the Rangers got it right the year they did. They were in the cup final against the Kings. They just put the cup final patch on the shoulder. Like, yeah. Don't put, I mean, obviously they don't want the advertisement to be like out of sight, but mm -hmm. you know, like change up the 30, they put the 30th patch on the shoulder for a season. Like, yeah, do without the, mm -hmm. the third little Anaheim Ducks logo. Just but, on uh, one side. Yeah. Just do it yeah. on one of the arms. Do it on like the right or the left arm. Whoever chooses makes those decisions. I do like yeah. that we brought it up to Tyler and he said, You are unhinged. So, yeah. He didn't <laughs> like my tramp stamp idea. So, swinging a mess over here. It's fine. <laughs> one day. Chris will not be getting a call back. <laughs> <laughs> so, some other things. Uh, Chris Johnson reported it and that he reported it first. And then uh, Gary Bettman confirmed uh, when he met with the media, uh, the cap is not going to go up more than a million dollars this year. So we're looking at, I think the final number was 83.5 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We're not really worse for wear because we we're still what 30, like 30 million. Cap, we have the most cap space in the league. So, I mean, we're kind of stunting on everybody and we don't have issues, but you know, teams that are strapped I, yeah. like the Knights or the Leafs or teams that were expecting things to go up, you know, they're kind of in, in some shit, but Hey, those are, those are problems for them. Yep. I just, I just have the picture from uh, breaking bad in my head where they're laying on the big stack of money. <laughs> that's what's, that's what's going on in Anaheim. That's mm -hmm. that the ice is gone in Honda center. It's just a big pile of money and the Samuelis are just laying on it. <laughs> yeah, I think like, before signing RFAs, uh, right now we have about Ducks have about forty million in cap space, and projected after signings, Egerkus, Terry, Drysdale, all those guys will have about twenty. So, mm -hmm. which is still least, a lot, lot to work with there. Yep. Yeah, this, we they, to. We, they, we can, they can be busy in free agency. They can be busy as far as taking on some bad money, maybe. Um, but there's definitely options available for them if you know if they want to take advantage of those teams in bad situations. Tyler Myers, you are an Anaheim Duck. Hey, if Tyler Myers comes along with like a third round pick for future <laughs> considerations, I would take that. <laughs> you need something on the right side. So yeah. I've been making sure. fun of him ever since his this second year of his NHL career. He's he's gonna be a duck. I just know it. Every every player that I focus on hate for at least more than three seasons comes to the Ducks. It's not looking well for Ryan Johansson then. Mm. <laughs> I mean, look how it worked out when Ryan Garbett came here. You wound up liking yeah. him by the end. So maybe it'll yeah. change your opinion a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> well, we also have a tentative date on when the uh, schedule should release. Uh, John Shannon reported that it would most likely come around or on June 27th. 
So day before the draft, we should have a good idea of when the regular season games will be shaping to look like. Um, I mean, we already have a little bit of the preseason. I think actually, I think we have all of it kind of just, labeled just out. About. Yeah. It's like other teams have posted their preseason schedule. So if you have the time and you, and you like puzzles, um, you could go pretty much make the ducks preseason schedule yourself. Um, Cause we have just about most of the dates, I think. Um without the ducks actually posting it. But it's cool that they're they're gonna play the um the coyotes in Palm Springs. I forgot the date on that. October first, maybe. And then the Kings they play the Kings in San Diego, September twenty ninth, I think. So that's cool. Those are two two places that'll be fun. They're finally playing a preseason game in San Diego. Better than like having to play out of like Great Park. Like, okay, yeah. only like a hundred of you can come in. Sorry. Savannah said October 1st. Yes. Yeah. For the Coyotes. I'm tempted. Me and Jenny might make that, make that drive. We'll see the ducks in Palm Springs. Well, you do have to come and let Milo sleep on, sleep on your air mattress. So <laughs> I mean, you have to check two boxes there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, before we get into anything else, I mean, I, I just wrote this because it's fun to point and laugh at other teams, but the, the big news of today was uh, the the flames seemed to be falling apart <laughs> in front of our very eyes. Just a little. Which I think of the of the teams we'd like to to see fall apart one day, it's definitely they're they're probably up there as like a top five. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Top five, top six, yeah. Which kind of sucks because you had everything the tree living leaving, you know the the trades last year for Huberto, signing Kadri, all of that, and then now all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah. So remember when we said we would stay because Sutter's gone? Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Literally everyone is like deciding that they're not going to resign today, just today. This so was a slow day. Fun. There had to be some sort of chaos. Yeah. Thank you, Alberta. If it's not uh, the Oilers, it's the Flames. Yeah, they're always the, delivering something. They're the mm-hmm. uh, they're the area that keeps on giving. <laughs> so it was well, it was Foley and Hannafin, Lindholm, and Backlund that all said they're not gonna or they don't yeah, want to resign. I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And Friedman clarified on Toffoli and didn't say it wasn't like a trade was imminent. He just wants to go. (laughs) They said the feelings. He he doesn't care where he goes. Yeah. It was like the feelings mutual that he should be traded, but nothing was in the works, which I mean, at that point he's on his way out. I mean, there's no, there's no denying that. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. For Flames fans, because they had it had it good the last couple of years, but like I, well, I told Steven on Twitter today, it's because they beat the Honda Center, they they beat the Ducks at Honda Center, they ended the curse. It's yep. all their fault. This is what happens. Yeah, yep. this is what happens. You play around with black magic, and you know this is what happens. Yep. Well, I am going to leave the floor to you <laughs> and Patrick Connor. So you guys can pick and choose where you want to start because I know a lot of topic around Ducks Twitter lately has been the uh, 
you know, we went from lip reading to uh, everybody's <laughs> a investigative journalist now and suddenly knows what Pat Verbeek is uh, thinking at all moments of the day. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners are predominantly on Ducks Twitter, but there's over the last, you know, two or three weeks, there's definitely been a lot more, I would I wouldn't call it like full smoke per se, but I, I maybe call it some light puffs of smoke of, you know, the fact that now the choice at number two for the Ducks is not as certain as maybe everyone just kind of assumed it was back on May 8th when the Ducks got awarded the second, got awarded the second overall pick after losing the lottery. We're hearing, you know, every, I, I, I think everyone, including all of us, just kind of assumed that Adam Fantilli was going to be the consensus pick there. Um, you know, he's the player. We've talked about it a lot. He's the kind of player that Pat Verbeek seems to talk about, seems to covet, seems to crave, seems to want to bring in um, to this, uh, you know, to this rebuilding team and make him part of the core. And, you know, kind of all we've heard ever since then has really not been anything that has suggested, yeah, it's 100% Fantilli. If anything, it's been more, um, you know, that the choice of number two is now a little bit more up in the air between Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson, who we talked about a little bit. And typically out of the people that have said that they've heard Anaheim likes Carlson, you know, it's guys like Grant McCag, you know, guys like the mayor who we're talking about, who I'm not necessarily saying that those are great sources because they're not. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't buy that 100% yet. Now, the only <laughs> thing that I think that could maybe lend a little credence to these lights, this light puff of smoke that we're hearing is Corey Pronman's mock draft that he just released. Um, I think it was maybe two or three days ago for the athletic and he had Adam Fantilli as the number pick at two for the ducks, but he did, he didn't make a point to mention that throughout the league, he thinks that number two is a very strong debate. Um, so it sounds like that we're at a point where it may not necessarily be Adam Fantilli next Wednesday um, on the, uh, on the 28th, it could potentially be Leo Carlson as the pick at number two. And, Look, I if you all follow me on Twitter, I've I've made my stance very clear on my thoughts of Fantilli versus Carlson. You know, I'm I would probably call myself the biggest Leo Carlson fan on Ducks Twitter. So a little easier for me to, you know, be convinced if Leo Carlson actually is the pick. But um, you know, Patrick, I'll just I'll just kind of let you go. Your your thoughts on Fantilli versus Carlson. Um, you know, I think I think we're all still in agreement, all five of us, that if we had the choice, if you know, if, if it was up to each of us, I think at the end of the day, Fantilli is the pick. But you know, your stance on if Leo Carlson is is actually taking it to, like we're hearing from this little bit of smoke, is that actually as big of a mistake as some people are making it out to be? In your eyes, it's not a mistake. I think here here's here's what I'd say. I'd say he. Verbeek needs to be 100% sure that Carlson is the guy that he's the better player. If, mm-hmm. um, if he gets up there and he says, you know, Dan, I'm best proud to select Leo Carlson from whatever team in the SHL. Personally, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's a great player. He's not, it's not going to be easy or it's not going to be difficult for me to talk myself into liking Leo Carlson. Like mm-hmm. he's obviously great great 200 foot player he's a lot like a mixture of i don't know kopitar barkov like that that's the kind of player you're looking to comp as like 200 foot skill he's so smart maybe the smartest in the draft so i'm already doing it like talking myself into it but the 
electricity factor that Fantilli can bring. He's also a 200-foot player. I think he's underrated defensively. But just to get the ability to get people out of their seats, that mm -hmm. skill is unmatched. He doesn't have a, a tool missing in the toolbox. I think Carlson kind of does. His skating isn't as great. His shot isn't as great. Like, Fantilli's got it all. Plus, he's got the swagger, charisma that, you know, can you can bring people out of their seats and sell a bunch of jerseys. So, and if I'm, if I'm um, Henry and Susan Samueli and he's, and Verbeek says, Hey, I'm taking Carlson. I say, you better be a million percent sure about this because sorry, I'm getting long winded. If um, no one looks at Rob Blake and is like, Oh, you know, they don't give him shit for taking byfield overs Dutchla, because that's what the consensus was. But, you know, if it, like, he's got to be sure to go against consensus that he's making the right pick. And, you know, if he's, if he's going to put his neck on the line like that, like that, because missing on a number two overall pick, that can be a fireable offense, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I do. You know, I do. I do definitely see that side of it, you know, it in the fact that Fantilli probably is the better fit, the fact that just the tools he brings, you know, kind of kind of like I mentioned, he's the kind of player that Pat Verbeek has kind of talked about. You know, he's kind of got, you know, we made the joke about um, elite prospects and their guy. They had one of his traits as he's got that dog in him, and he definitely mm -hmm. does. But, you, you know, you brought up the point about how, you know, Carlson is probably, you know, a little bit more of the conservative player of the two, where Fantilli's a little bit more high energy, a little bit more flashy. Um, you know, Carlson's got a little bit more of the higher hockey sense, a little bit more higher hockey IQ, a little bit better of a decision maker, um, a little bit better of a playmaker. And the thing I wanted to maybe ask you, Patrick, was, you know, I've, I've, you know, you guys have probably seen my Twitter. I've, I've encountered a lot of people over the last two weeks because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put out the fire of people you know, trying to declare that Leo Carlson is a disastrous pick at two, that it's horrible, that there's this giant gap, trying to tell people that it's not. Do you think that it's, that's maybe a case of people not really knowing the kind of player that Leo Carlson is? Maybe it was a case of everybody just kind of decided on May 8th that it was Adam Fantilli, and then they were just like, okay, cool, bring on, bring on June 28th. And now we're hearing this information where, okay, whoa, it may actually not be as much of a consensus pick as we thought. Um, uh, so maybe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I I think a lot of it is like Leo Carlson. He's just not a, a sexy player. Like he's not he's not gonna dazzle, but he's gonna he's gonna do little things right. He's he plays well in small areas, and he's gonna protect the puck and extend plays and mm -hmm. be in lanes and stuff like that. And Fantilli is gonna gonna play like his hair is on fire for the entire sixty minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. So he just jumps off the page, right? And it, it's all depending on on what you on what you need as an organization, I guess, is like what you're looking for in a player. But I, there's no like again, it's not a mistake. Um, yeah, it's just what you're looking for. I just think Fantilli just brings more to the table, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Ceiling, obviously. Carlson may have a higher floor. I don't really love that argument because they both have really high floors. 
incredibly high and i'll make i'll make a comment yeah. after you're done but sorry continue uh there's a notion that carlson may be a better defensive center which i kind of want to put that out of that fire out a little bit just because carlson didn't really play center up until the world championship um but he just looks like a, a defensive center that we all know like he looks like kopitar and barkov mm -hmm. but fantilli he's just so energetic that he can pressure you and cause chaos and mm -hmm. like he's a good defensive center in his own right it's just different from what we're used to like in the defensive zone he's always supporting and and causing turnovers and 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 back checking is is the biggest thing he does just because he can kill a play from his own or from the offensive goal line he'll just chase down a, a rush going the other way right it's so much fun to watch so um I think it's just people not not understanding the nuance in Carlson's game is mm -hmm. I think a lot of what we're we're seeing too because I can go on YouTube and look at the hour long highlights of Adam Fantilli in college and then Leo Carlson's just kind of doing like little stuff <laughs> like plotting and he's basically playing chess for for sixty minutes which is great and effective it's mm -hmm. just different but the 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 skill that Fantilli can bring to the table is just so rare. Right. That exactly. it's like again, again, you better be you better be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, if 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 it is Leo Carlson next Wednesday, um at uh at second overall, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be, you know, I'm I'm gonna be trusting of Pat Verbeek and Martin Madden. You know, that clearly shows that they think that Leo Carlson, and it and it is an argument, is going to be the better player of the two four or five years down the road. And, and it's very possible. It's not something where like, this isn't a situation where we're trying to talk up this guy that is way down below here. Like I, I was talking to Steven in the DMS today uh, from forever mighty. And I was like, I almost get the feeling people are arguing Fantilli versus Carlson. Like we're talking about like if Fantilli was in last year's draft and we're trying to compare Fantilli to Slavkovsky, like, Let's not like, let's not do this here. Like we need to kind of, I feel like it can be very easy when you're having these player versus player debates, these two individual guys, and it can be easy sometimes for some people, I feel, or at least that's the vibe I'm getting to be, you know, you say, okay, I prefer this guy and you're listing the reasons. And then, you know, it, you almost kind of like indirectly make the other guy seem worse in your head where well he's not worse he's not like that he's it, it's he's not a, a worse player that's not that's not what it is at all um you know like i think some people need to remember to kind of step back and look at all these guys that are going in the top four top five like these are all guys that have elite elite number one center number one number one center potential in the nhl like that's let's not get anything twisted here like none of it like you can't really miss with any of these guys um and it's yeah it's, and if you, if you yeah. sorry if you do miss then no one's gonna ha have your head on a spike you know what I mean? yeah because it's like i mean if 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 in 10 years we're talking about oh my god adam fantilli the bust or oh my god leo carlson the bust like i will be i will be incredibly shocked just because i mean everything you touched on it for both of them they just you know they're both two different players that have two different skill sets two two very different styles of play um you know, and but every each and everything that they have is incredibly translatable to the NHL. 
And that's what's yeah. making them so, so highly touted. All these elite skills that they both possess, granted, they each have some different skills, some a little bit less than other, or some a little bit less than the other guy, but it's, it's the kind of main argument I'm just trying to make is that I, I, I just personally don't feel that it is a mistake whatsoever. And I'm kind of like, it, it's not that I'm tired of it, but like, I just, to me, that whole argument of like, oh, I'm going to be pissed if it's not Fantilli or oh like I'm gonna like it's a it's a fireable offense if it's not Adam Fantilli like I <laughs> I was getting a little frustrated with that because I I disagree um but Ooh. you know like I said yeah, I just get, I wanted to get I wanted to get well like get I ready said to see that get, side of Twitter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah, it's not, a it's lot not of I've been seeing a lot of that side of Twitter lately <laughs> yeah yeah I mean we won't know if it's a mistake or not for another few years but yeah exactly. and, and yeah. What I was going to say really quick is that at least this is a, like we've talked about before, this is a good position for the Ducks to be in. You know, to, I mean, they're picking Carlson or Fantilli. Like, unless they were picking number one and you know who you're getting, this is the best. They have the next best guy that at least they feel who is the next best. And, you know, everyone's talking about Fantilli. If Bedard wasn't in this draft, he'd be, he would go number one. So if Bedard wasn't even in this draft, we'd be talking about the Ducks picking Carlson anyway. And I know that doesn't matter now because, you know, I mean, the reality is Bedard is is in this draft. But but still, they're going to get a great player. And uh, I'm excited regardless. No matter, no matter who the Ducks pick next Wednesday, I mean, even whether it's – I don't expect it to be, but even if it's Matt Vay-Mitchkoff, whoever they pick on Wednesday is going to be the Ducks – best prospect in franchise history like i don't i'm not too sure that's debatable outside of maybe somebody like paul korea but you know we're talking 93 94 something like that you know a couple years ago so it really no matter who we select i i'm gonna be chilling personally i think i i'm just trying to calm everybody down it's gonna be okay (laughs) it's gonna be okay like i said i I'm going to think it, I'm going to think it'll be Adam Fantilli until Pat Verbeek walks up to the podium and he says, we select Leo Carlson. I just, I just think that that's who he's going to go with, but I just, I don't think it's any cause for riot, any cause for concern, any cause for a mob. If it, if it does end up being Leo Carlson. Well, and it's not every day that Peter Forsberg is calling him an animal. I mean, when you're yeah. getting, when you're getting that kind of praise from a player like Peter Forsberg, like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think the big thing it, you know, I, I don't try and pretend to know prospects and stuff because it's just not my, my brain just isn't geared to look for that when it comes to hockey. But I think the, the big debate and I've kind of seen it the more and more it's especially with all of the, the, he said, she said going on of, Oh, I'm hearing this, you know, it sounds like they're leaning this way or, you know, my dogs, you know, my, my dogs, uh, dog across the street somehow texted him and telepathically he told me that they're taking Mitch Cobb and shit like that like I think the thing that kind of sparks debate like that is people see the play styles of these guys and they both bring something that we've lacked for years yeah you know Carlson definitely seems like the more methodical more structured player where Fantilli kind of brings that factor of you don't know what you're getting with him you know, he plays such a solid game both ways, but like you guys have been saying, he's an electric player. Like he's noticeable out there. 
And for a team that has struggled to find pieces like that to surround guys like McTavish, Zegris, you know, those young energetic forwards on our team, like, I think people get caught up in the fact that like, oh, you know, we're going to have a guy that's going to be like really grounded at center when we could have this guy that could be feeding Z, you know, Zegris passes and setting him up to do all these cool plays. Like, I think a lot of that kind of sparks that debate internally with the fan base of like, oh, are we going to miss out on this guy that's really going to make the games entertaining, which I, I understand, but it's like, we've said it so many times, like you, you're, you, you really can't strike out unless, you know, this guy's traded down the line, you know, mm-hmm. before we can really see his true potential, which I wouldn't see this, you know, see Pat doing, but there's very few opportunities to fail here. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. You know, there, there's that disappointment of not getting first overall and, being second fiddle and oh well we gotta we gotta take who the second best guy but sometimes the second best guy is just as good as the best you know i i I think that gets lost a lot of times you know because we get years where there's a clear-cut guy that's the best of the best but then there's a big drop off and fortunately like i mean of course bedard is bedard but if any like i kind of said it before if there was any year to win the lottery when you probably deserve to it was this year but then there was any year to lose the lottery when you probably should have won. It was also this year. Like the, 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 uh, I'm not saying that Fantilli or Carlson or Connor Bedard are close to that, but the fact that they are that close, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's a different draft. Like no matter how you look at it, just you're trying to convince yourself Carlson or Fantilli or Mitch Cobb, whatever it is, just take a step back and remember just how good of a player we're getting no matter what and how franchise changing of a player we're getting no matter what. That's kind of my thing, everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, look, okay. If it's, if it's Leo Carlson on Wednesday and you want to be a little upset because it wasn't Fantilli, it wasn't your guy. Cool. I get that. That's totally fine. But what I don't want to see people doing is if it's Leo Carlson, you know, trying to talk him down or like be being unfairly hard on him or unfairly critical of him be just because he isn't Adam Fantilli and he's not, and he's wearing the Ducks uniform and Adam Fantilli. Like, my whole thing this time has been, you yeah. can make the argument for Fantilli. You can make a million different arguments for Fantilli, but you don't have to also try to bring down or talk down Leo Carlson at the same time. Because I think that's, yeah. as, a, as a fan of Leo Carlson, like you guys, like I made it very clear. I'm a big fan of Leo Carlson, but I just think that's unfair to him and that's selling him short when you're just, you're essentially just trying to make the argument for Fantilli over him. I don't think, you need to start talking down the other guy. So that's kind of mine. That's kind of where I'll, I'll end on the Fantilli versus Carlson thing. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, again, I'm going to be, I will, I'm going to be honest, I will be slightly disappointed if it's Carlson, but again, it's not going to be hard to talk myself off the ledge. So yeah. uh, do you want to get yeah. into like the later picks, uh, second, third round, all that? Yeah. If you yeah. want to, I know you had tweeted out a little bit of a thread about uh where Pronman has uh, everybody uh yeah so ducks have they're in a unique spot luckily um we the ducks have is five picks between 33 and 85 and i tweeted out or i wrote an article about this on inside the rink about how the ducks have drafted so well on the blue line in the last couple of years that because and with this drafting so forward heavy, 
they're in such a good spot because the way that GMs draft uh, every year is they go heavy on defense and they go heavy on centers and they go heavy on size. And that's going to cause a lot of very talented players to slip out mm -hmm. of the first round. Mm -hmm. So they're sitting at such a great spot at 33 to take guys who are uh, destined to fall. Um, um, just a couple names that I wrote down um, that are like fit the mold of guys that fall are like Jaden Perron, who's a smaller uh, winger in the USHL. Uh, Gavin Brindley, who is a teammate of Adam Fantilli at uh, Michigan. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the draft. I love the way he plays. He's kind of like a smaller Adam Fantilli, but just without a, the nose for the net, but hair on fire kind of guy. Um, there's talk of Edward Shala falling, uh, which would be insane because his skill is so high. Um, I just think they're in such a good spot to take a, a high upside guy at 33. Yep. Um, and then do you have anything at 33, Connor? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I kind of I was just going to kind of echo what you were saying, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. There's going to be with the way GMs draft and, you know, the way these old hockey guys kind of kind of value players of size, whatever other skills, what have you. There's going to be a lot of guys that are pulled way up and pulled way up to probably where they shouldn't be. And the counter effect in that there should be a bunch of guys pushed back that probably should have gone way earlier where we're going to be sitting. Like, you know, you can look at a 33rd overall pick. It's the first pick of the second round. So it's, you can kind of look at it as a late first. It's pretty much what it is, but you know, and, and the second round and the third round to me have almost become just way more interesting than the second overall, because we, we know it's 99.99% of the chance that it's going to be Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson at two. Like we're all kind of like, we know that that's what that's going to be, but just yeah, just really excited to see what Martin Madden does here because this is kind of where he, you know, he's kind of you know buttered his bread right in the second round and the third round. Like this is kind of where he works his magic. This is kind of where Martin Madden thrives. And yeah, you know, like you said, there's going to be a lot of high upside guys to take. You know, if somebody like Grayson Sachin is there, I wouldn't hate it at 33. Um, you know, uh, shit, I, I I know I've been talking about him a little bit, a little not so much on Twitter, a little bit more in the CPT Discord. But if he's there, I'd love to take a guy like Oscar Fisker Mulgard. I think he's fantastic. Um, you know, maybe a guy like Bradley Nadeau, um, who's you know he, he's a BCHL guy, and I know the BCHL is kind of a little controversial league. I know some people aren't aren't as high or aren't as convinced um, on guys that are that are really overperforming in that league. I know that's a little bit of a hot topic, but you know we can get um into that another time but yeah it's it's kind of a lot of fun you know i kind of equate our pick at 33 and i mean you know even our picks at 59 and 62 kind of where we were sitting with the 10th overall pick last year and how last year's draft there was just such a huge pool to pick from at that point in the draft like nobody really knew after maybe let's i mean i can, i think you can even maybe start at the pick seven you know from like pick seven to maybe you know that 15 16 range no one would, could really come to an agreement on um, what the order was going to be, and you know where guys are going to where guys are going to go, what guys are going to get pulled up, what guys are going to get pushed back. Um, so I'm I'm fascinated. I think that back half of the first round is going to be really something to watch next Wednesday because if like if guys start slipping, like if a guy like man, like if a guy like Andrew Crystal starts slipping. Like, and he, and we're at like pick 28, 29, and he's still there. I'm going to be like, I, I, I'm going to be licking my chops. Now, I'd, maybe you can argue that he's slipping for a reason, but I mean, shit, if we're into day two and Andrew, and 
somebody like Andrew Crystal is still on the board, like I I hope we're running to the table. I hope we make the decision. Well, at, I hope we make the decision at dinner the night before. You know. <laughs> you know, yeah, why that guy was slipped is just because he's small and he's not yeah. a great skater. It's not a great combination. Yeah. But uh Mitch Brown, uh I don't I forget what his title is. It's like director of scouting in North America for Philly. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. He was on Crash the Pond last week and mm-hmm. he said something that I quoted in my article. He said that there are about 60 to 70 players who have talent to be late first, early second round picks. So essentially it's a great time to have what five picks in the second and third round. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like you, yeah, you know, it's a good sign when, um, you know, when Mitch Brown was on, um, was on the episode of Crash the Pond last week, you know, it's a good sign when we're talking about, you know, late second, early third round picks and we're asking for his opinion. And a guy like that who's so in the know and so in touch is rattling off like 10 names. Like, and he's not just like, oh, the third round, I don't know, maybe this guy. And then he moves on to something else. Like we're in a good, we're in a prime spot. Like you said, Patrick, to really, to really swing on some guys with upside um, here in the second and third round. And um, Rooch in the chat dropped another name that I really like that I forgot to mention. I've really become infatuated with Felix Nielsen. Mm-hmm. I did not, I, I, I would love to take him at 33, but you know, I've seen, I've seen a couple mocks where he's kind of dropping back a little bit in the second round. So, you know, maybe he's there with 59 and 16. We can take an even bigger swing there at 33, but um, but that's the that's yeah. the thing too. Like I keep looking over at my list that I have here, mm-hmm. and there's legitimately, I don't know, 25, 30 names of just forwards that I'm like, exactly. oh, that guy'd be great. That guy'd be great too. That guy'd be great. And it's no, like, exactly, yeah. These well, guys are gonna be available in our picks or with right. our you know, yeah. with the Ducks picks. Yeah, remember, like, remember two or three weeks ago, I tweeted out, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, yeah, you know, here's a here's a couple names that I like, and like, as the day went on, I'm like, okay, wait, I'm adding this guy, and then I'm like, wait, okay, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add this guy too, and then I added like three or four dudes within like four hours of me posting the tweet. So yeah, it's, I'm going to have a lot of fun on day two of the draft. I I'm fascinated to see what we do. You know, if we make all our picks, that's something else to look forward to. You know, do we, do we move up a little bit? If we see one of our guys there that we want to get, that'll be something to watch. But um, I think, I yeah. think if, if moving, uh, if they're thinking about moving up, uh, I think it's, it would hopefully be into the top, like, 15 range just because i think after 15 it kind of just gets kind of uh pushed together as far as the talent pool it it really opens up really opens up yeah Mm -hmm. but if there's a spot to jump up and get like a a player like musty or uh who's the kid hanzik those players i think i would like yeah oh man but uh but that's the only way i would want to want the ducks to trade up is to get into that range because after that again guys are gonna fall so i think you're getting a similar player at like 20 that you would at 33 so exactly. i think, I think taking, that's keep that, taking keep taking yeah. swings i mean just real quick uh Kronman had uh anton Wahlberg uh projected at 33 i love his game david enstrom also uh from sweden uh just a big center mm-hmm. like those are more verbeat guys but still guys that i love like again i, I could just rattle off all these names and i'm sorry but yeah and that's that's what's so fun about it. you know like we said <laughs> it's it, it it's almost a never-ending list or a list that you're pretty much mm-hmm. always adding to at some point literally leading up until the draft day so i'll i'll be fascinated to see when day one ends you know looking at the board who's still available i'm sure 
you and me will have a tweet of like 13 guys each. That uh-huh. we're like, yeah, I think we should take one of these 86 dudes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, so really, definitely. really looking forward. I'm glad. It's crazy that we're already less than a week away from the draft. I feel like I, I feel like I was just talking on here in November, being like, oh, you know, I would, I wouldn't expect the Ducks to finish in the bottom three. It'll be all right. And now here we are. So. John, John probably... Klingberg is going to do so great for us. <laughs> No, wow. we'll get out of this skit. It's just a rough <laughs> start. We'll be okay. And then and then here we are, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, if if with so six picks in the top three rounds, I think if the ducks mm. walk away, I'm hoping with five forwards just to replenish the prospect pool mm. at the forward position. Because mm-hmm. they're so deep and versatile and and like the high end on, on the blue line, but the forward pool is a little lacking with just yeah. Gaucher and Pasujov, who I don't love and then tracy and perot in the ahl and that's kind of it so mm-hmm. i would just go so forward heavy with those picks and just big upside maybe a couple like more surefire guys but definitely mm-hmm. go swing from the fences here you know what i mean like you got all these picks for a right. reason right right you know def- um, i agree definitely target forward heavy if one of those like you know kind of kind of round two maybe potential round one defenseman do drop yeah. to you and you do want to take a go ahead like you know a guy like a tanner molendyke a guy like mm-hmm. a lucas dragasevich you want to do you want to do if any of those guys for some reason make it down to 59 or 60 and they want to do it then after taking two forwards all for that a guy like bo Aki, mm-hmm. you know a guy that i've started to like cool. a lot here now like if he gets down to if he gets down to 59 or 60 i'm all for it but yeah i fully agree go uh let's go forward heavy i would i wouldn't necessarily hate it if they if they pulled an angels from a couple of years ago and just went all forwards but <laughs> unlikely to happen because <laughs> always know we always know no matter what martin madden typically likes to leave the draft with a goalie anyway so let's let's go yeah. get another six nine uh russian goalie that no one's ever heard of from the vhl <laughs> created eashl player <laughs> <laughs> who i've still never seen a photo of i don't think they posted a picture who cares oh, the numbers are sick <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're hoping this guy is real yeah <laughs> Hey, I mean, you guys are uh, you guys are selling Galimov short. He was he was a hype prospect for like two minutes there. <laughs> well, everyone was just excited because we were like, "Oh my god, we took a Russian! Let's go!" And so everyone just wanted to hype him up. But um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited for next week. Um, I'll be uh, be going over to my uncle's. I think he's doing a brisket, so we'll we'll be doing a we'll be having some brisket and you know cracking open some beers and enjoying the draft, man. I love the draft. Yeah. I like sitting down and watching the whole thing. Like, I'm definitely not the person that's going to tune out after the Ducks make the pick and then be like, all right, we'll tune back in tomorrow. But I love, I love the draft. I just, I love the whole spectacle of it. I love seeing all the moves. I love seeing all the picks. So one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm giddy, giddy for this draft, especially just because there's so much talent to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I'm not excited for is the actual production of the draft when GMs make the slow walk up to the podium and they're like, Mm-hmm. We like to thank the city of Nashville and the Nashville Predators for hosting <laughs> us this week. And oh, it, you know, congratulations to the Golden Knights for winning the Stanley Cup. And yeah. uh, shout out to our fans watching at the watch party. Blah blah blah. We like to select, okay. and then every GM has to do that, and it's so annoying. <laughs> and then it's even worse when the Canadians get up there because they have to say it again in French. Uh, yeah, bro. Because I mean, last year, like we were sitting at Brewery X, and we're up there, and Kent Hughes is up there, and it, it had literally been like ninety seconds, and we're like. Like, are you just talking? And then we're like, oh, he's because he's got to say it in French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the production itself can sometimes be a little, a little, uh, 
you know, a little hit or miss, but the actual spectacle of it, I, I very much enjoy. So exciting times. We're almost here. Well, yeah. Right into the off season free agency opens up like two days later. So that'll be, we'll be getting into some news here really quick. Yeah. I'm glad Connor's going to enjoy some brisket, some brisket and beer and brisket beer and uh, the draft with the boys. <laughs> NHL draft by just BHB. Just with my cousin. <laughs> 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 so I mean I guess to 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 wrap everything with a bow it'll it'll be okay just everyone take a breath yeah man I'm you're allowed chilling. to you're allowed to be mad mm-hmm. you're allowed to be upset but at the end yep. of the day we are still well off <laughs> it's not like the world is ending we are getting a good player regardless <laughs> I mean again I like that both guys are are high on their talent and their skill and there's people that see that and also are high on their talents i mean that's that's a good problem to have yeah i totally missed the forsberg uh peter forsberg quote though it was in the article that matt weller had retweeted this afternoon okay okay um i mean it was it literally was like he is an animal like it was just a short little little oh, okay. piece I, I could pull it up while we we transitioned here but you should have worn again peter forsberg jersey tonight Damn. like when you're getting when you're getting peter forsberg to comment on your game yeah you know clearly clearly someone sees something in you let's see you know just gotta go down a little bit Yeah, the quote just says he's just an animal. Or no, it was Carlson that it was Carlson that said about Forsberg. Oh, okay. But he says that he sees a little bit of himself, or he sees a bit of his father in himself. Oh, okay. I had read it wrong. Don't listen to me. I clearly, I clearly uh, retained this information very well. Forsberg was brought up. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, same conversation. Clear, clear, clearly, I was on kind of the right track. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's really that's really all we got going this week. I mean, nothing's really yeah. happened. I mean, we had the Hall of Fame and Dunk inductions or class announced not the inductions just yet which i mean i feel like one quest that's a that's a losing argument anytime you try and make a case for any player that should be in just because i feel like the hall of fame every year is like well but this guy did this that one time and (laughs) no one's ever going to be happy so i will i will save us that debate what did alexander mogilney do exactly to uh, the voters, he's, he's Russian. Russian. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame, but yeah, it's just kind of where we're at with the NHL at the moment. Always shooting themselves in the foot, but wouldn't excuse me, wouldn't be the NHL if they weren't getting in their own way. Yep, was uh, eloquently put today that they are constantly going sixty in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
before we get into talking about the the last year the pod uh, i guess we'll do our ad reads real fast we do have a a, a new partnership to we do to talk That's about fun. um we don't have an ad read for them just yet but we do have a code with them they are uh, shift hockey they're a hockey brand that does apparel and gear uh, so far they just have gloves and sticks i'm definitely going to get myself a stick because i want to see how it uh holds up against the uh, custom one i had made um but i really like that their focus is on the community and helping the hockey community um I can't tell you how many times in the last week I have been asked by parents why hockey gear is so expensive, um, why everything is so pricey the way it is. Um, but the thing that Shift is doing, so their sticks are all around. I believe the senior ones start at like one seventy nine, yeah. and the lower you go, um, they're a couple bucks cheaper. Um, but they have a cool program where they're partnered at the moment with a school, I believe, in Columbus or a team in Columbus. Team in, yeah, Columbus Ice Hockey Club. And so anytime a stick is bought, uh, use, is it using their code? I, I'm trying to remember. It's what going the... through a, uh, if you go on their website, it's a specific link. If you go to the sticks on their website and you're looking at sticks, um, if you scroll a little bit, you'll see that they have their CIHC, which is Columbus Ice Hockey Club, buy one, give one. If you click on that link, It'll take you to this uh, little spot where you can buy a stick. And then that you buying it through that link will directly send a stick to the Columbus Ice Hockey Club. Which, I mean, is just incredible because, I mean, the means to get into like that high level of hockey these days is just ridiculous. I mean, you're looking upwards of, I would ballpark around at least 25, 30 grand a year just for Mm -hmm. your kid between paying dues paying for ice time going to tournaments traveling like you know as great as the sport of hockey is i mean you definitely have to be well off enough to play it nowadays just because the cost of everything is just ridiculous um but it's great to see brands like this doing things like that because it takes some of those pressures of arguably one of the most overpriced pieces of equipment the hawk you know and the most integral piece of hockey equipment, yeah, which is yeah. the stick. Um, it, it's nice to see them step in and kind of take matters, you know, into their own hands a little bit and make things a little more affordable, which, you know, we have done a good job of kind of picking and choosing what we want to promote here on the pod. And we definitely mm-hmm. want to promote stuff that helps the community out because at the end of the day, you know, this is all a sport this is a sport that all of us should enjoy and the means to get into it just aren't there at the moment. And, yeah. you know, any, anything helps, you know, that hockey's the greatest sport for a reason. Yeah. This and, is, yeah. I was really excited uh, when they, when they reached out to me after I. Oh, he froze. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. I froze. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, you're I'm back. back. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I was I was very excited that Shift uh, Hockey got back to us, and um, I just really like what they're doing. Um, like Jake was saying, you know they they want to make hockey more affordable for families and and stuff like that. They they want to help grow the game and they want to change the landscape of uh, you know hockey equipment. And uh, it's really cool. I really like them. I was on the phone with them uh, the other day, 
day and they just they seem really excited uh moving forward they're still a fairly young company and stuff and i'm I'm really excited that we get to hopefully grow with them and uh yeah go get some sticks they have some they're really clean looking man like i like their stuff they're uh I'm looking, their shirts I'm looking and, at i'm looking at their website on my other screen right now they got some nice apparel too yeah the shirts hoodies they got the a nice crew, dad hat. The crew neck's really clean yeah you know, cream color is really nice yeah they're just yeah their colors are just like cream and black it's just it looks cream. nice it, it's very 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 clean Lou loves cream very so clean. we're already off to a really good start this guy looks like um <laughs> But yeah, the the sticks are really nice. Uh, I <laughs> I I brought up that I'm in the ball hockey league, and I want I want to try out one of their sticks. I could be, I want to be the only guy in the ball hockey league with a shift hockey stick. So I'm gonna try to work on that. But um, but yeah, go follow them on Instagram. It's just uh shift hockey sticks. Give them a follow. Let's get them into the thousands of followers. They're at nine thirty three right now. So let's grow mm-hmm. that page. But I um, need to put yeah. together a little a little ad read for us, but I, I believe our code is LAP10. LAP10, uh, yep. 10% lap off your 10. order. Can't be bundled with any other like promotions they're doing, but hey, 10% off, 10% off. There you go. They got a nice also, goalie was, stick, bro. <laughs> may have to may have to try that too. Yeah. I, I mean, being this, the uh, resident goalie. <laughs> yeah, I might I might cop this black crew neck here. Sweet. We'll see. <laughs> oh, like this dad hat they have. They do have stick insurance. Hey, it's like a built-in warranty. Get another stick if it breaks. Yeah. Can't tell you how many sticks we get that there's like a crack, like a tiny little crack that we warranty at our store. Yeah. It's part of the game, but it's always it's always nice to fall back on because for every tiny little crack, there's a guy that's like, Yeah, I took a slap shot and it exploded. <laughs> but speaking of 10% off uh code lap over at 714 tickets is still active through the off season so if you're looking to go to any angel games dodger games any baseball game or sporting event of your choice or event in general um mm-hmm. you can use code lap at checkout for 10% off five percent towards any future orders you place with 714 and we did a giveaway with 714 to celebrate lap day, which was yesterday. Yep. Shall we uh, get into who won, Lou? You got it pulled up? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to like share my screen or something? Or do you just want me to do it until you wins? Yeah. We can just have you spin it. Okay. It's spinning. <laughs> And we'll have it's you spinning. We'll have you send us the screenshot Luke, can you, for confirmation. Luke, can, you please, can you please narrate the experience? It <laughs> has stopped. It's making cheering noises and congratulations to Fearless Nat 13. Oh wow. Oh, congrats, Nat. Natalia. Let's go. Nice. Yep. Shout out to it's her and her. It's making cheering noises and her, her... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, no, it was like making cheering noises and like clapping noises and whatnot yeah, it's legit cool. yeah so. as you can tell lou was super excited yeah the whole process <laughs> jazzed up yeah. <laughs> well, forcing, forcing through his voice his excitement yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have barely say her name <laughs> hell yeah but, well congrats nat yeah congrats yes. nat awesome talia 
you get four tickets to ducks night september (laughs) september 8th 9th yep ryan said he needs lou to do play-by-play on a hockey game yeah i will Uh, hey uh uh, they're skating they're skating again maybe maybe next season next he's passed it he's passed it like 10 times next (laughs) season Season, we just get on Twitch and watch a Ducks game together and just have everyone mute their TVs and have Lou do the, the play. Or it's literally play. just Lou sitting on a stream by himself. We'll just take it <laughs> him in the corner. You can uh, stream our uh, playoff game on our championship game on Sunday, Lou. There we go. There you go. Yeah. I'll have you stand behind my GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it at? I mean, you'd have to drive to Riverside, but. Uh, no offense. I'm not going to go to Riverside on Sunday. <laughs> not on sunday i went to riverside two i went to riverside two sundays ago for a concert and it was great all due respect place, i'm not doing that man that place <laughs> specifically on sundays yeah i'm busy <laughs> that day okay big sunday guy <laughs> what it's a big sunday guy yep who's gonna have to vacuum his fish tank on sunday yep mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we have officially made it a year, gentlemen. One year. I don't know how. I don't know. It's gone by so fast. Yeah, it has. Come a long way from not having a mic in the first episode. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, as of today, episode one, still our most viewed episode on Podbean. Yeah. Got uh, almost 400 downloads. Nice. Let's go. I was, you know, thinking thinking about it yesterday it's it's crazy to think about just how this all started with chris just randomly dming us because <laughs> he dm'd us individually and then we each got an individual dm even though we were all oh, yeah. together <laughs> well this is how it went through my head is i didn't know who i wanted to ask i knew i wanted to ask jake um but then after was, that I, all i know is i was last and i was offended but yeah you guys should feel special because you all got individual messages from me and they were all different it wasn't a copy and paste (laughs) copy paste chat gpt please ask my friends to join a podcast keep it 100 words or less (laughs) but we we've made it a long way since the the infamous first episode where connor didn't have a mic you were I was working. I was, Jake was on a Zamboni. I, I wasn't doing my job. And surprisingly, the episode was cut down to about two hours, but I felt like we yeah. recorded for like three. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one was a long haul. <laughs> um, but we covered so much ground in that first episode. It we was did. it was crazy because it was mm-hmm. like we talked about news. Um, you know, Annie. Annie did such a great job of keeping us on track because I know all of us were just very nervous to like, yeah, be having to talk about stuff like that. And it's so weird too, like why we were even nervous because it's like a normal conversation, but it's like once that recording, you see that red like recording button, it like changed the whole thing for me. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, same. Honestly. It was weird. It was weird because any other time this would just be like if we were on a call together, just hanging out. Or if we were just hanging out somewhere together and just talking about the stupid hockey team. But for some reason, that that recording button, it's daunting. It's just like, oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't want to speak. Red button bad. 
<laughs> red light. Yeah. Well, to go from there, and then you know, to bring it in our riders, like we got Patrick here. I mean, I yep. It was it was what about halfway through our our year, or was it yeah fall pretty much? When did we join yeah. ITR? November, I think, or October. Uh, uh, end of October, beginning of November. A little, a little unsure of our own history here. Yeah, <laughs> it was something like that though, because then I remember I I asked for like anyone who wanted to write like before we officially uh, joined ITR because we kind of had to bring our own writers with us. But yeah, helped us grow a little bit more. Isn't that mm-hmm. nice? Thank you, now, Patrick, now... Sean, and I know I'm missing a few more. Jack. Jack. Yep. Chanel running Chanel. the talk. Yeah. Like it, it's weird. It feels like I wouldn't say we're, we're not like, constantly on the ball i mean it's the off season like we're recording on and off there's not really much to talk about but it's like just the air of like recording now just feels so organized and it it, i don't know it's it's hard to explain because i feel like i'm one of the least organized people in the world but it's like i wake up and it's like okay cool we got an article coming out we got an episode to record in a day or two like we're doing this we're doing that and it's like I never would have expected that we would be at this point, but I'm very thankful for it because it's been a lot of fun. Yep. You know, from our, our, our seamless transitions of uh, the queen dying, you know, <laughs> in the same, same breath of, Oh yeah, we're not getting Evan Rodriguez cause he signed with the Avs, but you know, what's also dead. Yeah. You know, we haven't gotten in trouble yet. So that's true. Not yet. We haven't we haven't been docked for anything yet. So no, good. not yet. Not yet. Still, <laughs> no one, still we're still no young. One's had, no one's had their address shared. <laughs> yeah. Yet. All right. Yet. I'm live. One by one. Bunker. One by one. Favorite moment from the pod. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh. Oh, that's tough. Favorite moments. Lou joining. Well, that was a good Lou one. The Vegas one? In Vegas. That was that was a funny moment. Lou yeah. Vegas was a great moment. Yeah. That was good. I, I enjoyed that. Just because it was so abrupt and it caught all of us off guard. <laughs> Just because with Zoom, you have to wait until the like the person's connected to the audio for it to like for them to be in the call. And yeah. I remember seeing Lou's little square pop up and it was just like, oh, here we go. And just instantly as he connected. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Just like in a panic. <laughs> this almost uh, seemed like you needed help. Like you were, you were calling the wrong people. Should have dialed yeah, 911. I think I came, I just came back from playing roulette and I was just so sad because I lost. <laughs> so Lou, Lou Vegas, I, I say, is definitely, definitely top three. Yeah. I like the goose the goose uh fighting ring that you guys had a couple yeah, episodes goose. ago. Yeah, yeah, thanks to Kate. Thanks to Kate, the goose episode was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, the yeah. The goose one. So that's a little more recent, but yeah. <laughs> oh uh, uh Chris just going off on Rocky for no reason. <laughs> the Rocky rant. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> I will say it's not. The, it's just the statue. The the movies, whatever, they're fine. 
Creed is better. The Creed movies are better. Is it though? Rocky Balboa is really good. I did enjoy that. I will say the reaction we got from Dave and Ryan after the first episode are probably one of my fondest memories just because we made Ryan pull over in the middle of Oregon because he was laughing so hard. (laughs) I think it was just because we, I don't even remember what he asked that episode. I mean, whatever it was, our reactions (laughs) made it unsafe for him to drive. (laughs) I think I think that says something about yeah. us. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a fun year, man. I'm excited for uh for what's to come, you know. We're kind of kind of fitting that at the year mark we got a new partnership, mm-hmm. you know, with you know, to kind of grow our little family here with 714 and kind of having the ESPN plus thing with, with, uh, inside the rink and all that. So that's pretty cool. And hopefully it leads to, to more stuff, but it's been a fun ride so far. Yep. And going forward, I'm definitely going to be holding myself a little more accountable with, uh, putting us out there, you know, our, our dormant YouTube channel, no uploads, <laughs> um, that will be getting some love at the start of next season. I'm going to force myself to upload the Twitch VODs to YouTube um because with what we're going to be doing with inside the rink next season all of the episodes will be on their channel as well um so i figure if i'm already going to have the file on my computer and it's going to one location might as well just upload it on ours too um you know fitting that season two will be the debut on our channel but (laughs) hey there's a reason there's a reason late is in our name so exactly exactly and uh, we do have one video up on the ITR uh, YouTube. Yeah, there is just, there is one. So you I can just watch was that, one. that was just very very bad about telling Connor that they were in there. Um, yeah. So you know that's a whoops my bad on my part, but all good. <laughs> so you know before before we get into questions and everything, you know the support we've gotten over the last year has has been very well appreciated you know we may not have the biggest following and we may not have the you know the fanciest streams or or what have you but we're we're very thankful that we get a lot of people that come back and listen to our ramblings cuz yeah. a lot of the time you know we're just kind of doing this on I wouldn't say on a whim but you know through all this the scheduling we change on our on each other and on ourselves <laughs> consistently and you know we're a very volatile group but yeah. it's very very thankful that we've grown in the last year because this was meant to just kind of be something fun and it's grown into something more yeah and yeah yeah get to come have fun and vent about why the power play was bad but yeah. yeah we appreciate all you who listen and follow along on all of our socials and interact with us it's means a lot you know and the small little interactions they go a long way and it's very much appreciated i think it's time to get into some questions i'm just questions. happy i have a forum to share my food takes for the world now <laughs> you know 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if he is still in the Twitch chat, but we will start with our Hockey 365 topic. Oh, uh, he said he resubbed for three months. He did. Yep. Nice. So thank you. Thank hockey. you. But he asks uh, to, for us to make a prediction. How many picks deep do we think we will get before a trade is made? Hmm. Mm. I think we'll get Thir- 13 because we get 14 for Gibson. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bull, it's my bold claim. Thank you, Pittsburgh. It's mm. rare to see teams trade into the top 10. I'm going to say uh, 19. Okay. Okay. That's the Blackhawks. Okay. So you think the Blackhawks make a trade there? Sure. Trade said down. on her birthday. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh, how dare you do that to Savannah on her birthday, dude? But, oh, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's crying in the corner. She's okay. Whatever. She's, she's you she's are fine. you're you're okay. <laughs> it's her birthday. She's fine. I'll say like in I'll say it'll go into like the 30s. I don't think anything happens in the first round because the NHL is boring. They don't like to. The wow us very often. I'm gonna say like the 25 to like 32 range. Just like yeah. someone's gonna be like, oh, I we don't want this spot. Like it's gonna be just some random, like, oh, here's 30th overall for known first line AHLer. <laughs> random, <laughs> random guy. Yeah. Oh, really quick, I do want to say congrats to the Hershey Bears. Chocolate Bears win the uh, the Calder Cup, the AHL. Are they really called the Chocolate Bears? I call them that. I don't know if the, know. It's the Hershey Bears. It's the Hershey Bears. Bears. I mean, it's you know Hershey, you know Pennsylvania chocolate. Okay. We need to we need to send Lou to uh to Hershey Park and just see his reactions to. I like I like Hershey's. Yeah, Hershey Park. I I, I went don't like I was that really shit young. with the almonds in them, but. <laughs> Anyway, congrats to the Hershey Bears. Very cool. And congrats to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. This was their first year in the league, first year of existence, and they went all the way to the final. So cool on them. All right. Continue. Does that mean they're going to win the Calder Cup in six years? Six years? Maybe. Calder in six. Our next one, uh, it was one that we didn't get to last week, but it's from Nico is good. He says, favorite ways to past the time in the off season, not including baseball, because that is an easy answer. Can you say that one more time? Sorry. <laughs> Favorite way to pass the time in the off season. And you can't say baseball can't because say it baseball. is it's an easy answer. Uh ooh. Um but Jay might say <laughs> drinking. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I don't I, I when it's summertime, I typically I go outside and I run a lot more than I do in the winter. Like in the winter, I typically just do like the Stairmaster or something like that. So mm-hmm. like when I'm working in the middle of the day, I'll typically, you know, I typically work out earlier in the morning and then I'll like on my lunch break, I'll go for a walk or something. That's always something I look forward to. But, you know, like going down to the beach, I, you know, I spend time with family a lot. So I got a pretty big family. So it's a that's a basic answer. But. I, I want to say really I, quick. Like I'm simple. I'm simple. Jay Money, uh, talking about drinking during the offseason. How is that different from the regular season since you're a Flyers fan? 
That's what I want to know. That's the big question. Anywho, you don't want baseball. Jesus Christ. You don't don't want baseball as an answer. (laughs) So I'll say, uh, I'll say uh, lacrosse. We'll watch some lacrosse in this house Uh, and movies. I watch a ton of movies, dude. Lacrosse. Like me and Jake were talking about Anchorman in the group chat today, and Ryan had no idea because he's never seen it. And I'm like, what's the matter with this guy? How have we not seen Anchorman? We were talking about Sex Panther, for Christ's sake. Everyone knows Sex Panther. I've only seen that movie like a couple times. God damn it. Not enough to quote it. I uh, Yeah, I got a problem. I can quote too many. (laughs) I I feel like over the summer I go to a lot more concerts, but also just be because the bands I like just choose to tour during the summer. <laughs> I feel like by the time a lot of the bands I like get to California, it's like July or August. Mm-hmm. What's so funny, Lou? <laughs> what about you, Patrick? <laughs> uh, I'm such a nerd that it's like, it's draft, I'm all in it. And then it's free agency, I'm all in that. And then once that's <laughs> over, then like uh I have a daughter of like a like a baby now, so I'm probably just gonna take her to like the aquarium and the beach and stuff like that. Like yeah. just go places with my kid. <laughs> yeah, out. Right. yeah. Dad summer. Yeah. The whole the whole summer. Yeah, dad summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like Ryan said, Connor and Patrick touch grass, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Picnics, dude. Nice. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. I'm. I'm like Patrick. I'm doing all the draft and free agency stuff, but while while I'm doing those other things. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lou? What do, What um, do your summers consist of? Oh boy, what is this? One Just thing? hanging out. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay, so, I'm sorry. I, I Felix <laughs> oh asked. Felix asked Will Chris admit that Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie. Oh, great take. <laughs> that's a great take. he specifically said will chris him <laughs> i don't care i'm just commenting felix is bringing up good points <laughs> just, it's a great take that derailed me for a minute. i can we we can tell it's okay <laughs> quick interjection so did, the lego star wars game for the switch pretty fire yeah. it's pretty okay. fun but it is very tedious and I hate it because I'm OCD and I want to 100% the game. That means I have to play a lot of it over again. And I really don't want to do that. But to answer that question, just a lot of a lot of HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's just Max. And Hulu. Yeah, it's just Max now. But I don't, like Max and Hulu. don't you rewatch yeah. The Sopranos every summer? I feel like that's <laughs> been, a, that's been yeah. like an ongoing thing. That sounds yeah. like me with Breaking Bad. Like it'll get to that point of the summer where I'm just like, I'm gonna start Breaking Bad over again. I've probably seen that show. Yeah, I'm probably gonna rewatch The Sopranos this summer <laughs> at some point. Uh, well, our next one comes from Jack, a writer. It says, "What does Pavel Minchikov have to do to prove he is NHL ready?" Um. So, I think he's the most ready of the defensemen who haven't made their nhl debut i Uh, I think um i think just just learning how to defend at the next level learning how to defend against guys that are bigger and stronger and faster and all that cliche nonsense but it's cliche for a reason so i think uh it's just polish i think yeah like he doesn't need to overhaul his game at all or anything like that 
but just just get better at the things he's good at and like he's not bad at anything really so yeah. polish <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know i think i think that trade to uh from saginaw to ottawa really really did him some help you know saginaw a little bit more a little bit more loose he was allowed to le- allowed to be a little bit more reckless now Granted, being reckless, he was wildly successful in the first half of the season, as we all saw. But, um, you know, as we all know, Ottawa kind of plays, they're kind of known for playing a lot more of an NHL-style system. So I know the thing that he'd, um, I don't know if it was their coach or if it was the Saginaw coach um, after he got traded, but they said that, um, you know, one of the things that they wanted to work on with him was rounding out his game on the defensive side and get him to focus a little bit more on that. And Arguably, it, it ended up being funny. While he was supposedly supposed to be focusing on his defensive game, he was improving there, but then he put up the same, if not even better, offensive numbers at the end of the day being in Ottawa. So it just it just goes to show like how, like Patrick said, he's got he's got he's got the tools to be NHL ready. He's got the hockey sense, he's got the IQ. I think I think he is ready too. And I just I just really like him a lot. So I would like to if he uh if he has a great camp and impresses, man, I think I'd be I'd be stoked to see him on the opening night roster. It'd be a lot of fun. I think he just needs to go into Pat Verbeek's office with a printed out piece of paper that has Simone Benoit's uh, hockey reference numbers uh, from this last year and just point at it and he's on the team. But that's me personally. Just like, uh, <laughs> see this? Uh, I could I could do better. Our next one comes from Kent. He asked, "Why must Leo be an option at two? Is this all smoke and mirrors?" It's just what's being brought up. But he's 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 asking why. Why must Leo be an option at two? I I I mean I know I know we kind of talked about this already at the beginning of the episode, but you know I I personally just think that it's a lot closer of a gap between Fantilli and Carlson than I think some either want to admit or some want to make it out to be. Um, you know, I, I, and, and to be truthful, the debate at two did exist before the lottery, at least from what I was seeing, you know, following guys like EP, um, you know, I know, I know Cam Robinson, I think, I think back in April was saying that, you know, Hey, I think, I think Carlson could really challenge for, um, for the second spot. I think, I think he had Fantilli in a mock draft. He did around that time of made the comment he's like I really you know I really think Leo Carlson can make a push here so um you know I know I know Patrick and I touched on it but you know I just I just I think it's people you know really starting to realize how good Leo Carlson is and how good he will be and you know it's not a it's not a knock on either player I think to say you prefer one over the other but um yeah it's just kind of there's just in and you know of course, there's just a little bit more smoke around it now. Now I said, now I did kind of touch on it. The sources we're getting the smoke from. It's not, you know, it's not an Elliot Friedman. It's not a Corey Bronman. It's not a Frank Saravalli. You know, it's probably a little bit more your C tier smoke. But you know, with it's Corey talk, with Corey Bronman saying that it is a that it is an active debate, it too lends a little lends a little bit of credence there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just because I, I just think Carlson is rightfully in the conversation, but. You know, yeah, we, for sure. We've said, it, we've said it a million times. I think Fantilli's going to be the pick, but if it's Carlson, we'll be all right. So what um, you're saying is, it's campfire. It's not campfire smoke. It's trash barrel smoke. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm going to light a cigarette. It's like I'm going to have a drunk cigarette. That's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will. Okay, so Felix is going off in our in our yeah. chat here. 
I, I like did one, like fan. Like w- one question per half hour. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in at the very end and just dishes out like eight questions. Um, I will say I don't watch a lot of Star Wars. I'm sorry. I, I, the Phantom Menace. I grew up on that movie, so I do like it. Um, I apologize to all the Star Wars people out there because a lot of people hate it. And uh, I will just end it with uh, justice for Jar Jar, and we'll move on from that. Next question. Hey, he got his he got his justice in, in Mando. Okay. Well, his actor did at least. Okay. <laughs> Our next one comes from Brian. He said, "Do any of you guys plan on resigning with the Flames?" <laughs> If I were in that position, no, I would not. Um, I don't want to spend my winters in Calgary, so I don't, know how much I'd, I don't know how much I'd be worth, but I'd take league minimum right now. <laughs> so I'm I'm considering it. Yeah, I'd, I'd easily sign with the Flames to play NHL hockey for sure. <laughs> but playing in a Pringle-shaped arena, yeah, so that's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> if we've learned anything, if your team resembles anything regarding food, you're clearly inferior. Yeah. I'd rather play at the mullet than a Pringle. (laughs) Our next one comes from Haley. She said, if you had to dye your hair a non-natural color, what color would you choose? (laughs) Paint it orange for the playoffs. (laughs) Orange. I've thought about doing my beard orange once. Um, never, Never went through with it. Well, my beard is already kind of orange, so. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I got the. Little I don't know. I'd want to do something crazy. Um, Should just do purple streaks when we make the playoffs next year. Everyone, yeah. Everyone do let's, a little strand purple. Let's do lap purple, <laughs> and really get get into the game here and and show our pride. We'll do purple. Yeah. All right. When I when I wrestled in high school, everybody used to bleach their hair for league finals because it was like, oh, it's distracting, and the guy's gonna look at your hair. It's like, that's not gonna stop. My hair's not gonna stop someone from trying to choke me out. No. I did <laughs> that I remember. For, I did that for baseball one year, and the logic wasn't even that. It was just we all thought we looked sick, so <laughs> we all tie our hair. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I bleached my hair when I was in second grade. Nice. I remember the yeah. girl that was like helping all the guys bleach their hair, and she's like, "Well, she's like your hair is not gonna look good if it's bleached." She's like, "I could just put like a red streak in it." I was like, "I'm I'm okay, Riley. I don't need my hair dyed." <laughs> and it's like at the end of the day, like I we all still lettered and we all lost at league finals. Like it didn't matter. Everyone dyed their hair for nothing. They look, <clears> looked like goofballs for no reason. So we have a loose-centric question. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pull it together here, buddy. I see you giggling again. We have a section. Oh my god. This one is specific to Lou. Would you rather have glass seats to a Stanley Cup game between the Preds and the Caps, or front row seats to a Chief Cowboy Super Bowl? And that comes from I'm, our good pal. Like Fifty-yard line, like fifty-yard line field level. Yeah, I've debated this because i knew this question was coming um i've debated this in my head for like an hour now <laughs> you can't say ne- you can't say neither you actually have to no say- no 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 okay and i would narrowly choose cowboys chiefs and okay. i would just i would just wear every cowboy 
apparel imaginable. Really? <laughs> yep. I would you go that far. Yeah. If I'm going to the Super Bowl and I have to watch that team play, I'm rooting for the other team. Hundred <laughs> percent of the time. So that I think is the most well thought out answer Lou has ever given. Right. Here we are a year that, later, and Lou yeah. is giving his best answer. He waited for the lap day episode. Thanks, Get you Lou. somebody as passionate as Lou hating the Chiefs. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I would just be Crazy. saying that for like leading up to the Super Bowl. Somebody clip that so when Lou's talking about how much he hates the Raiders next season, we can remind him he was a Cowboys fan at this moment in time. Remind me tomorrow, I'll clip it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they so go over in 17 next year. We had one in the chat that I liked. It was from uh, Plant Ranch. They asked, uh, pro or against San Diego having a hockey team? And this is in regards to the talks that NHL. Stan Kroenke wants to put an NHL team in San Diego. I personally don't see it happening, so I guess I I'm on either. the against side. I mean, I... I'm kind of torn on it. I think it'd be like cool, but at the same time, like there's no way the ducks and Kings allow that. Yeah. Um, I just don't see it happening, I, but it'd be cool. I, yeah. I think it's the most fun city out of the options we've heard for sure. Yeah. I'm just not sure if I actually see that. I don't think it through. happens. Yeah. Um, I just can't see why the, I don't know why the NHL would want four California teams and having three of them so close together in Southern California. I just don't think that would, I don't know. I yeah, think that. Far away. Yeah. Hard <clears throat> asked butterfly hot dogs. Discuss. I can't say the last time I even had a hot dog anyway. <laughs> butterfly. It's... I mean, hot dogs aren't good. Like, cause you cut it. Like you split it down the middle and then you, like you butterfly a chicken breast. Why, why would you butterfly a hot dog though? That doesn't really make sense. No uh, Plant Ranch did bring up a good point to, to go back to the question. Said, I'd want more opportunities to go see the Ducks more often. It's a nice thing about having the Padres in San Diego. And I, I could see that. I just, I, I don't think, I mean, you'd have to definitely, I would say, be away from the goals. Like you'd have to probably put them closer to like downtown San Diego and yeah, that's the Padres. Thing. What would, yeah, what would that do to the goals? Like, would that eliminate the goals from being there? Would the Ducks have to move the goals somewhere, like closer to Anaheim? Would they? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, where would they go? The Irvine goals, baby. I mean, I mean, they they could they they could play there because I mean, I know you know in Winnipeg you got the Jets and the Moose that play in the, the yeah. San Arena. I get that, but they're affiliates. You know, the San Diego team wouldn't be affiliated with the goals. It would. So I don't know that that's, it's just weird. Like if there were, if there were, if they could just put a team there without owners and everything, having to agree and like say, yeah, that's fine. Then yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it. But they're, like realistically, I just don't see a, a path that an NHL team is ever in San Diego. Unless the only two ways it happens is if it's the ducks, honestly. And it would have to be like the Samuelis saying, you know what, we're going to sell the team. They don't want them anymore, and the only person that wants to buy them only has interest in buying them to put them in San Diego, or the Samuelis themselves are down to pack up and put the team in San Diego and and kind of grow the base there instead. I think that's those are the only two ways that 
San Diego gets an NHL team. So and we uh, Rooch says the Coachella Valley goals after the Firebirds are moved to Washington State. And then J Money brings up a good point. Carolina has the Wolves, so it shouldn't matter too much because they are in That's Chicago. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's a very weird, like, well, do you move one fan base out? You know, what are you doing to the existing fan base? Like, yeah, it's an odd discussion to have, but it I mean, kind of fact- it, it kind of reminds me of the MLS going to San Diego now, and they have like the their USL team, the San Diego Loyal. Kind of reminds me of that. Like, you're bringing in the MLS. What is that going to do to the USL team? I don't know. I'm not well versed in that, so I don't really know what's going on with that team. But it just kind of reminds me of that same situation. I could also see the point of, I mean, from experience with being around the Rain fan base, um, AHL, like a primarily AHL fan, doesn't necessarily always have ties to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know plenty of people that have Rain season tickets that are Ducks fans. Uh, there's a guy that we used to sit by when my friend had seats that he was a black, I mean, my friend was a Blackhawks fan and had season seats for five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy that always shows up wearing his Bobby Orr Bruins jersey that's been a season ticket holder forever. So I could definitely see um, you can make that argument of they can be goals fans, but not all of them are also going to be Ducks fans. Yeah. So I, I can see that argument. I just, I think it's just cronky, just trying to get more money. Yeah. And Put his we'll hands in another team. Still, yeah. I mean, it still has to be passed and the whole damn thing still has to be built. Like, I don't even think they're going to, they don't even have plans to start building it until what? I think it was like 2025. So, I mean, yeah. it's still, it's still down the line when it gets built and it's done and the goals are playing in it. We'll see how it goes and we'll just, See how see what happens. I just don't I don't personally see it happening. I'll be I'll be pretty surprised if San Diego gets a team with the Ducks and Kings being okay with it. Yeah. Well, we have we have come full circle. Our our squeak of the week this this week. Ryan Ryan wanted to ruin all the fun. <laughs> we said tanking, stanking, ranking. It's all the same. The torment of watching a team. Oh, the Missouri. (laughs) But Missouri, not misery. But it's time for a pool of reflection. One must look back on a year of the pod and tell us, was watching the horrors of the tank worth the pick? And he posted the picture of Matthew McConaughey from... (laughs) what? That was Interstellar, right? Interstellar, I believe, yeah. (laughs) Was it? I mean, assuming... Whoever we take it to fans out. Yeah, I think it was worth it. Yeah, totally. I think so. 100%. 100%. Like, not even debatable. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because, like, they, they finished where we wanted them to finish. They, they had the best odds at getting the number one pick. It didn't work where we, out. Where we wanted I mean, them to finish once we realized what that yeah. team <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they did everything they needed to do. It was just stupid luck, and that didn't give us the number one pick. But, yeah, I would say I, I would say it's worth it. We did everything sure. we we did everything we could to put ourselves in the best position, and then when specifically it was our, us, we when did it was everything. out of when it was out of our hands, you know, it <laughs> we lost thirteen in a row to put ourselves in that position, and then when it was out of our hands, it just didn't go our way. So I mean, you can't really, you know, 
not much you can do there. But yeah, yeah. it was worth one hundred percent. If anything, yeah. we blame everything that happened on Ducks legend Buddy Robinson because if it wasn't <laughs> for him scoring that goal, things would be different. The Penguins yeah. might might have been in the playoffs. The odds may not have stacked up in our favor, and who knows? Maybe we were the ones that jumped up. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it falls on Buddy's shoulders. So if anybody's to boo, it's him. But yeah, thanks, Buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we ended up, sorry. No, go ahead, Patrick. Oh, sorry. We ended up with uh, the second overall pick in a draft where the two and three guys would go number one in most years. And we got, uh, uh, we have a new coach <laughs> out, of that, yeah. out of that season. So exactly, uh, that's a win. Yep. Yeah, you sad little Kings fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, if I can say there's one regret from the season, it was being very high on John Klingberg. But you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I do want to. Everyone, I think everyone's taken that L. Like, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, very happy for Ryan for becoming an Orange Alliance member. So yeah, congrats, Ryan. Be at every Ducks game. He became an Orange Alliance member before I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just can't get enough of his Ducks hockey. Does this mean I get your giveaway stuff? Oh, Ryan, give me your jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I will pay you like, I mean, it's free for you. So I'll give you like 20 bucks. (laughs) Please, please, Ryan, if you could work that out. Text Text me on the side. Felix did say cookies or ice cream. Debate uh, ice cream. Why is that? Why is that even a debate? It's ice cream all the way. It's ice cream. Cookies ice aren't cream. good. <laughs> Did you just I would cook? never pay for a cookie. You've never been to Crumble. I don't need to go to Crumble. They have some good. They have some good ones. You know, I'm you check sure them they every Sunday you think night. They do. You know. <laughs> Jay said, if you like cookies more, you're a serial killer. <laughs> Interesting. Alpha <laughs> asked me, what is my favorite fruit and least favorite? Uh, grapes, probably my favorite, and least apples. Apples. I don't like apples. No, I do want to. Should no I reach Dr. out to Lou? Should I reach out to Jay Money? Are you good? <laughs> Just like after the drinking thing and all the cooking, the cookie comment, maybe I need to, do you need a DM? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Red red or green grapes? Um, red. 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 Before, before Felix even derails this even further, we, yeah, should, yeah. we should wrap we should it up. Felix, <laughs> even wrap red? Felix is an attack on another three hours of this. A rapid fire. Uh, I don't there's people listening somebody. not even seeing the chat and we're just answering questions frankly. <laughs> Felix, okay, Felix did have one more who does Montreal selected five discuss openly and fairly uh, who cares uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan Leonard I was going to say Leonard it, it's not Ryan Mocker it's, it's one of those two pretty certainly but hold on I gotta look at my unless mock Mitch, unless Mitchkov goes in the top four it's, it's one of Leonard or Ryan Bacher. Will Zach Benson. Smith. Will Smith after uh, the Sharks take Mitchkov. 
Interesting. Zach okay. Benson. We'll see. I only oh. want that to happen because a coworker of mine is just very depressed as a Sharks fan. And he's just like, it's gonna happen, and he's never gonna be a shark. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, dude, but if it does happen, I might laugh a little bit. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, my mock draft, I have uh, Zach Benson of the now non-existent Winnipeg Ice. They moved. Or one moved out. To Washington State. I can't say the city name. Not gonna try. All right. But yeah, that's let's, it. Man. Uh, let's wrap things up here because we have. Let's wrap this up with a pretty bow. Yeah, Felix put no, it in the chat. The name can't say it. There's when no it, need when... for a Detroit pizza or Chicago pizza. Chicago style, good. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like blanked for a second. This pizza talk kind of <laughs> just I don't know what it did to my brain there, but um that wraps this episode up thank you everyone for tuning in on twitch or listening whenever you're listening to this um a nice friday morning release this episode will be and uh next week will be the same because we're going to be back um on thursday right after again, the draft right after the draft uh thursday night stream just like just like tonight um so back to back friday friday morning releases but um yeah thanks for tuning in Please make sure you're following us everywhere on Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. You can follow us on TikTok, same name. Um, follow Inside the Rink on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go follow their, uh, go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, download like the Jake app. said once. Down. Oh yeah, download the the Inside the Rink app. You can have all of our stuff right there at your fingertips. You don't have to click on any links. They have an I know app some now? people don't like to. They what? They have an app now. There's We've had an app, app bro. I think I've long, had the app since we joined. How long have they had a app for? Long enough. Um, That's what you're missing in the Slack. Blue. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Um, but yeah, make sure you have the app. Um, you know, I know some people have a hard time. Um, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I won't say that. Some people don't like to click links. So if you want the app and you have everything right there at your fingertips, it's perfect. Uh, you can go right to our shop. We have a brand new shop. Got some new merch. We finally have coffee mugs. Go buy a coffee mug, okay? Take a picture. Send it to me personally. I, I I want to see some coffee being or whatever you want to put in your coffee mug. If it's whiskey, whatever, whatever you're doing that day. Um, but yeah, go check judge. it out. Yeah, there's no judgment here. But yeah, go check it out. Um, make sure you're following Shift Hockey Sticks on Instagram. Our new partner. Promo code um, Lap10. Promo code LAP10 on their website. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitch already, do that. We're growing pretty nicely here on Twitch. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Remember, there's only one mayor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care. Take care.